0: Good morning everyone and welcome to breakfast and a class But today as it's uh, Ta'anit Esther, it's a fast day, there's no breakfast We uh, have a very powerful pasuk uh, uh, in, the, uh, in the Megillah And this pasuk is where Mordechai and uh, Esther are exchanging through chatach Messages back and forth where Mordechai is convincing Esther That she should go in front of the king But she's obviously afraid for her life and he tells her, "Al He's basically telling her, "Don't be afraid of your life. Don't don't protect your own life. If you're going to refuse to do this, Hashem is going to save the people from some other way." And you and your father's house will be lost. And who knows? If this was the reason that you were able to attain royalty. So I did have breakfast yesterday with a friend. My friend Bob. And uh, him and his family. And uh, he got on the phone his Uh His name is Dr. Hirsch uh, Leon Pachter. He's the head of surgery at NYU. Also is a tamir hacham. Gives a class uh, every every Shabbat, and on Friday he reviews the class with Bob, and one of the things he was bringing up on Shabbat Zachor, was he brought a story, and the story is uh, regarding an interview that Pesach Kron did with Rabbi Beryl Wein, Rabbi Beryl, both good friends, Rabbi Beryl Wein, really I would say he is my Jewish history teacher, he really walks you through the history of the Jewish people from the be- very beginning gives you a clear and, and tremendous understanding of it, uh, genius when it comes to that, and genius in his outlook on life. Shem should give him uh, long life and health. So it was interesting because the interview actually took place, I was there at the interview, the interview took place uh, in the Safar Synagogue many years ago and uh, sat right there in front with them. And in, it, uh, in the interview, Rabbi, rabbi Krohn asks Rabbi Wein, what gave you the chizuk, what gave you the strength, what gave you the motivation to do all of the amazing things you've done in your life? And Rabbi Wein says that when he was a young boy, he was 12 years old, and Rav Herzog, who was the chief rabbi of Israel, came to Chicago, and he said that visit of Rabbi Herzog had a tremendous effect on him his entire life. All of the rabbis of Chicago went to the airport to meet the rabbi on the tarmac. And he says the rabbi was a commanding figure. He was like like an aristocrat in looks with a silver-handled rabbinic cane in one hand, the Tanakh that he always carried in the other hand. And he said that later he came to the yeshiva and all of the students from all over were there. And he gave an amazing shiur in Gemara to about 200 people. Then he spoke about what brought him to Chicago. And he said, I've just come from a meeting with the Pope of Rome. That's how he referred to Pope Pius XII. The Pope of Rome. And he said, I presented him with the names of 10,000 Jewish children who had been hidden in monasteries and other church institutions by their desperate parents. And I asked the Pope to return those children to the Jewish people, to me as a representative of the Jewish people. But he refused. He told me that once they entered a Catholic institution, they would have been baptized immediately. And now they were therefore Catholics, and we don't give back a Catholic. And Rabbi Wein says that at that moment, Rev Herzog put his head down and he started to cry. And he said, I never heard any adult sob before or since then like that. And Rabbi Wine said, it was as if the pain of 2,000 years of galut was pouring out of the rabbi. And everyone looked on. And eventually he stopped. But when he did, he addressed each and every person there. He said, I can't do anything more for those children. But he said to us, to the children who were learning, to the students who were learning there, but what are you going to do to rebuild the Jewish people? And when we went in a line, each of us went to shake his hand. And he asked me, did you hear what I said? And he looked me in the eye and he said again, remember what I said. And Rabbi Wein continued, he said, I still hear those words ringing in my ear. And when I think of my contemporaries in the yeshiva and what they achieved, I'm convinced that they too were deeply influenced by Chief Rabbi Herzog's words. Who were the, who were the people in that room that day? Who were the students? Rabbi Dr. Avraham J. Torsky, Zichron Rabbi Yehuda Cooperman, Zichron the founder of Michlala, who opened up the Meshech Chochmah and Sephora to a large public. Rabbi Aryeh Rotman, who originally brought Rabbi Wein to Miami Beach to replace him and left the East Eretz Israel to found Merkaz HaTorah. Rabbi Chaim Zalikovitz, who was one of the founders of the Yeshiva of Bell Harbor. Rabbi Chaim Fassman, who started the Lakewood Kolel in Los Angeles and led it for decades. Rabbi Shmaria Meltzer, a major Talmud Chacham in Rosh Kodl in Yerushalayim. And Rav Ta- Naftali Kaplan, who had two major Yeshivot in Yerushalayim each of which his sons became the Rosh Yeshiva. Someone could say something and it lights up the fire within us. There's a fire within us that just has to be turned on. And sometimes the word is harsh and sometimes the word is soft. And sometimes it's a cry and sometimes it's a demand. So Bob turned to me and said, you know, I'm very involved with helping the soldiers the injured soldiers, the, the soldiers who have been terribly injured in war, he said, In one time many years ago, I was in the hospital, the veterans hospital, and one of the soldiers, when we came to visit, said, he's probably going to kill himself that day. And he said, you all come to visit, but as soon as you walk out, you don't remember us, you don't think about us. We're nothing but what happened that day. And Bob said that shook him to the core and it made him work on helping these soldiers. And he's done so, so much for these soldiers and he formed a bond with that soldier that day. And 10 years later, this soldier is doing so much. He received his MBA. He's doing amazing things. He's on his own taking care And helping other people. Sometimes you have to turn on that fire within you. We come to the Megillah. And the Megillah should influence each and every one of us. When we read those words. The Megillah. Mordechai is not only talking to Esther. He's talking to each and every one of us. And he's telling us. Don't be afraid to step up. Don't be afraid to do what you have to do because if you don't do it, you're lost and you don't know that if that's the purpose that you came to this world. You know, I, I remember when I, I didn't want to take on the responsibility of the rabbinate and I remember it was right after Rabbi Abitan passed away and Rabbi Lankari took me and he said to me, you have no choice. I said, what do you mean I have no choice? Of course I have a choice. And he said, no. He said, Hashem gave you A gift that you can speak to people, you could teach people, you could transmit to people. He says, and if you don't use that gift in the proper way, then after 120, you don't know how deep and how hot the place is that's waiting for you. And he then got my father on the phone to convince my father to push me to accept the responsibility. Each of us has a gift that Hashem gave us. But the gift is not for us to use on our own, to squander. The gift is for us to share with other people. Because we don't know if that's the reason why we're here. Bizrat Hashem, we should all find that gift and utilize that gift and help other people with that gift. And Bizrat Hashem, when we come together in unison, in unity like the Jews in Shushan, where they all came together, Hashem will bring for us the Geulah, and we, like they, will see the rebuilding of the Temple. Bezrat Hashem, b'mirabi amenu, amen.